in five, four, three, two, one. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Moon Tea Podcast. Hughes in space, check it out. Or I don't know where you are, but uh, today we have Ed, Ed Israel, Ed the First, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> uh, fun story. Uh, Ed and I met at a Jason Raz concert, and then it was uh, me, Ed, and JR. We got dinner. It was the concert was canceled because there was also a hurricane going on at the same day. And then, and then, yeah, later, later that day, or like a few days later, I was like, Hey, you're pretty cool. Want to be on our podcast? Um, not that, not that the bar is very high for getting on guests, but <laughs> I was going to uh, say, <laughs> it's the highest. Don't worry. You're, the, you're... No, no, it's the lowest. <laughs> it's for sure. The lowest. Also, I don't want to, railroad your lovely intro but i feel like we got we have to go back to jason raz for a second like that was <laughs> such a funny moment um, yeah that was just so it was a great beautiful because you just moved to new york mm-hmm. and it was a really beautiful new kind of new york moment i thought because jr and i are like embittered old new yorkers and i'd gotten these uh tickets to check out the show probably one that I would I would not have uh, sought out originally nothing against Mr. Mraz and his musical stylings um but um yeah like the skies opened up and JR and I are like is my my friend uh, JR who um yeah he he was coming coming along for the ride uh the Mraz ride and funny uh, funny stories he's the he's the only one wearing a fedora at this concert unironically or uncoincidentally yeah he was wearing a fedora uh could, without knowing that J- jason raz wears a fedora and um so everyone was like oh this guy knows what's up and he did not know <laughs> at all what was up and uh yeah we see this and there's this guy's nice nice friendly looking guy in line just just right ahead of us let us know that was the end of the line and um yeah, I guess we just struck up a conversation and that's kind of how it happened. And then we all, we got drenched and the, of course the concert was canceled and we all got poke and uh, and that's how uh, John here discovered that I was a cool guy apparently. So I'll take it. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. and, and I think Ed and you. Have... you. Well, who knew on, you heard nothing sorry oh <laughs> i did i decided i said nothing that's so cute i love that i'm the host like, now yeah, <laughs> yeah right gosh <laughs> kick him out <laughs> oh, that's really cool wow so you who went up to who who's like hey have well, you know, i i i was, <laughs> I'm I was Ed the first <laughs> I, I was i was the one who was at the concert by myself because I had I had just moved in and I like yeah I I grew up listening to Jason Raz and so I was like I really want to go I'll go by myself I texted like four people and no one could go so I was like I'm just gonna go by myself <laughs> you only live three maybe four times so gotta take wait, advantage wait. of those you only here four times <laughs> tell me more about this. Statement. I've, John knows something we don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cat with half the lives. 
I like the three, yeah, three or four. He's and in his mind, he's like, well, it depends on what you do at your tenth birthday. It really comes down to that. I'm not gonna say why. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Thank you well, for having me. I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for I'm coming honored. on. Yeah. Um, gonna brew and... up some moon tea. <laughs> right. Um. But yeah, Hugh, Hugh is the co-host, also a very friendly, um, also we'll bonus, we'll bonus that he's a good looking guy. So very nice good to, looking. Both of you very handsome. Right. This is a good very crew right gentlemen. now. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of envious of the, the shadow you've got going on <laughs> or the beard. It's not really a shadow, is it? It's kind of like grown in. You trimmed it? It's a, it's, it's, I did trim it. I trimmed it uh, and it's, yeah, it's, it's sort of got that reddish. I'm one of those ginger ginger beard types very good very I'm good. sure if those who are listening to this only on audio will uh <laughs> to imagine it it's, it's scintillating for anyone who hasn't seen it it's your eyes can never unlook at the beauty that radiates oh. red. okay gotta get on my good side here <laughs> oh yeah i already know this is gonna be a hard one. <laughs> oh, no uh, I'm trying to get as many points as i can or just yeah <laughs> i just uh, i just want to say one one kind of awesome thing that happened on this concert, like five minutes after after we started chatting, the conversation became like something like, "Have you ever been in love?" And we were just like, <laughs> we were just like talking, like just going on about this, and it was like a very, it was like a very real and sincere conversation about like, like how do you know when you've when you're dating someone who's like the right fit and I was like I was just struck by the just like where I was and the fact that it was happening um and we can we can go into that or whatever else seems interesting uh, yeah we go deep JR and I I mean we don't mess around small talk is for the birds <laughs> we go right for <laughs> love heartbreak heartache, pain, whatever it is, nothing's off limits. So yeah. Um, Ed, do you wanna do you wanna introduce yourself to our 33 subscribers and however however you want to run with I that? I love the just specificity of always <laughs> of hammering home the the the, the subscriber count. Um, you know, Jesus would be proud. Um, Hi, I'm. Uh, my name is Ed Israel. Uh, also go by Eddie. Edward is my full name. People always are very curious about this, so I'm filling in some blanks, uh, unsolicited. I uh, yeah. So we. I, I understand there's like a loose sense of career orientation around these conversations, so we, I can kind of touch on that. Um, I, I, I checked out a, a little bit of some of your other episodes. Um, but yeah, I'm originally from the DC area, uh, Rockville, Maryland. Um, and I lived, I've lived in Philly, I lived in LA briefly, I've been in New York almost nine years. Um, so I've had a little experience in that, in that regard. Um, my background is in music, I studied music composition and then went to grad school for arts management, which is essentially nonprofit management with an emphasis in the arts. I um, then 
got a job at a, a music licensing company in New York. That's actually what kind of got me to New York, which was uh, really a wonderful, uh, it wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't, it's not like moving to New York for some people I think is like always in the plan. That wasn't always in my plans, but it got me here in, in my late twenties. And it was, uh, certainly I think you live, sometimes people live a little bit more in, in a day in New York than they do uh, in, in, in uh, certainly at least in my own experience in other cities and other, especially I lived in some suburbs for a while in my twenties and yeah, I grew up in the suburbs, so uh, it's a nice it's a nice contrast to that, and, and and a good experience. So yeah, I've been I've been up in this music biz uh, gig for for my entire tenure in New York. Actually, I write music still for fun on the side. I do uh, photography as well, um, which I've done sort of photography and some um, brand strategy for for a startup and. Uh, just as a little uh, sort of on, on the side and um, COVID's been interesting learned worked on some uh, learned some ukulele uh, really got got very in, I'd done it before COVID but uh, tech but really got into the sourdough um, in a big way and got very good at it and and, and become a real uh, passion and um, trying to learn a little French as well along the way but don't test Ooh. me i love it this is amazing so that's just a little about me play a little play a little tennis if you can see what's going on back back there too so that's kind of my that's kind of my life you know me now you know everything there is to know oh shit where do we begin <laughs> all right Hugh, go for it why what was the first of all of those things what is i'm guessing music is probably the the largest passion you have for a lot of it or equally distributed you know this is such a weird thing to say and not at all probably the right way to answer this question the word passion for me i think the definition or what it means or at least what it means to me is has really evolved um over time and is music, a, I, I think when I think, when I think of some people who have a passion for something, it's like they can't live without it. They can't, it's like breathing to them. I don't think I have anything necessarily in my life that's like that, but passion is something I developed a knack for. Um, actually sort of unwittingly when I was younger, I didn't think I was particularly good at it. And I, uh, not to brag, I was the president of my college acapella group. Um, yeah, I know, I know. Relax, relax. Oh, yeah, keep it, keep your pants on. And um, <laughs> and um, and I got into, you know, they so they needed arrangements uh, for that group, uh, just you know, to take an arrangement being for those who may not know, it's just like you hear a song on the radio or the song that's big at the time, and um, to actually put it the note, to write write the parts for the tenor, the you know, not well, it was all male group, so tenor, baritone, bass. Uh, into the different voice parts. So I realized I just had a knack for that. Um, and that led sort of naturally into comp into composing music. I was studying psychology at the time and um, then shifted just into music. So I, it became something that I found I had a natural knack for. Um, and uh, is something that is definitely a big part of my life. Um, I was thinking the other day, like the ability to sing to be able to hear 
um, pitches and, and, and sing them back, which is not something everyone can do, is I was thinking sometimes people ask like, if you lost that ability and it's for, and everyone has their own version of that, right? Like maybe it's the ability to paint or to draw beautifully or expressively, right? Like, which I don't, I definitely don't have, but whatever that thing is like, that would be, I would say that it's almost a, uh, I said it's part of my identity, even in some way, just to be able to do that, which is true for a lot of people. So um, that's very important to me. Is it a passion? Sure. Ooh, ooh, we can we can dig, dig deeper. Yeah, I have I have more I have some more thoughts on on this issue. Passion. Is there is there anything you would say you do have a passion? Like I don't know. However, you want to describe it, or I guess now that you're making me think about it, I'm like, do I have a passion for anything? Like there are things that I that I like to do, and there are things that I like. I enjoy, like I love hiking. But is it a passion? Like a, I don't know. You're making me. And where is that too. line between passion and obsession? And what is healthy? And does it matter? Um, relating it to career a little bit, and I think this ties to answer your question a little bit um, about yourself. Um, I think there's a strange phenomenon in or modern society where it's almost, and this is such a, it's so privileged, right? It's like, there's almost, I felt I like, I almost had a pressure to have a passion. It was like, find your passion. It was like, find what your passion. I went to a liberal arts college. It was like, see what you're into, find what you're passionate about. Hmm. And I think the worst advice, some of the worst advice I ever got that a lot of people got uh, regard, especially regarding career was follow your passion. I think it's, I think it's such terrible terrible advice um and and of course you know i think you know if you're a hammer everything looks like a nail right so you, we all know that person that's like oh yeah I, I love my job i love my work uh, if you love it you'll never work a day in your life right if you love what you do you'll never <laughs> work a day in your life we've all heard that right and it's like well fuck you first of all like the idea the hubris to think like uh, everyone should think like you and and that's and just to sort of imprint your worldview on others like that which is obviously what everyone a lot of people do um but um the better advice i heard only in the last few years which is on a podcast i was listening to they were interviewing elizabeth gilbert um who i think she wrote what was it eat, eat was that the eat pray love yeah unless like, there's uh, another elizabeth gilbert <laughs> no, i'm sure I there are many the elizabeth gilberts um and she said, follow your curiosity. And I, that I, I kind of had this, ah, because I had this feeling in college, oh, okay, I'm doing music now. I got to get an internship at like the symphony or I got to learn, you know, or maybe in the music biz somewhere. And that's, and eventually after, actually after college, I interned for a film composer in LA and no one would ever say to you, well, intern at an accountant's office because why would you do that right well guess what you could learn a lot from actually from that experience even if you have no interest in accounting learn how to, how an office runs learn how a business and you know or just a business runs a small business runs there's endless things you could learn and I was just not the environment I came up in and um 
so I, yeah, I, I really, and the other, th the other thing, and I'm just, I, so my, I would say photography is sort of a, I have passions or some, I'm passionate leaning towards photography, but like, and I actually did technically do still have like a, a call it a side hustle and, 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 and I do call myself a semi-professional photographer and I've, you know, done it for in, in various capacities for money and that's wonderful. But there's another part of me that's like, I... I'm not sure that it's kind of like reading for pleasure. Like sometimes if you have, if you, then it, but if you have to read it for a school assignment, suddenly it's like, oh, well, that's, this is kind of lame. Like I, I can't really, and that, that was my issue anyway. Like I know a lot of people have, they're, they're fine with that, but reading something for, for pleasure for, for that's required is uh, take something for me and, uh, and, and, and I'm sure others too um, out of it. So I, I'm really I'm really careful around the word passion and how I talk about it and how it's and I'm really interested in how people apply it. I I respect that because the easy thing would have been to be like, yes, music is my passion, photography is my passion, these are all my passions, and look at me making a life and being able to pay for rent. Check me out, world. Um, but yeah, I mean that's not the reality of it. Like, have you have you heard of Cal Newport, by the way? I've got, I have his one of his books sitting right behind me. Oh, nice. Have you read it, or is it just uh, to look yeah, nice I got, on I, the bookshelf? Uh, no, I got a few. I got a definitely doesn't look nice. In the, uh, I've gotten a few a few chapters. Um, I'm blanking on the title right now, of course. It's the so good they one. can't ignore you. Deep work. Um, deep work. Yeah, deep work. Okay, that's classic. But uh, yeah, I actually. Cal Newport, um, like while, while we're on this topic, I highly recommend reading more than a few chapters and like even uh, listening to a few podcast episodes. Like he, he has a podcast, but he talks a lot about this idea of, of forget about your passion and instead of that, like uh, focus on developing rare and valuable skills. And he calls that, he calls that career capital. And he says, when you have career capital, you have a lot more freedom to, to uh, choose the terms of, uh, of the work that you want to do. You can pick and choose projects. You can do like more interesting work, obviously get paid more. And, and then outside of that, like go on that hike that you wanted to do or like hang out with your kids and yeah, that was, that was that was something that was like a pretty big departure from uh, what I had grown up being taught. Where it was like, you know, there there's a kid who who like plays a piano at five years old and then just hooked, and then and then becomes becomes like Yo-Yo Ma. I know Yo-Yo Ma had played another instrument, but whatever. Um, but like most most people most people are not like that and also like yo-yo ma is good because he has a rare and valuable skill which is he played cello for decades and he's like one of the best in the world so um yeah that was like yeah. a pretty yeah that was like a pretty big uh turning point for me and then i like read all his books and i don't i don't read them anymore because he says the same thing over and over but it has shaped a lot about how I think about career and how I think about 
like mm-hmm. the work that I do and like uh just like how I choose the projects at my company so that's been pretty helpful and by the same token there's speak there's the podcast um a slight change of plans I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, I'm blank. Write that down. I, I, the, uh, the host is a woman who actually was fully, from, a, from childhood, um, on track to be a concert violinist, um, just to go with the music example. And she sustained a, an injury, a career-ending injury before her career got started. And she went on to do, uh, have this wonderful career in the, in the Obama administration. And, and she's a Google and now has this very popular podcast and she's um I, I apologize you know I apologize I can't remember her name off the top of my head um and but yeah but which is to say so so because she had this major change of plans in her life and she adapted and she thrived as a result of it um yeah I, I think I think the notion that you go to college and or grad school or whatever and then we're like okay now I'm I'm ready to go do the thing and someone's going to pay me to go do that thing. And, to your, and also to your point about like having a specialized skill, like, yes, that's part of it. But I think the bigger lesson is you have to, you always have to, there's no end of your education. I think, I think a lot, of, I think at least I was fed this idea of like you kind of go through the motions at you, or you hit, you check the boxes and you're like, you're good. Now you go out, go into the workforce. You're going to make it. You're going to go. And it's like, nah, bro. Um, I mean, maybe to some, especially more traditional paths, maybe, maybe, uh, and that accountant, just, I mentioned that before, nothing against accountants, love you guys. Um, But um, if you're not going down a traditional path like that, expect to have to relearn something entirely. And I, and I, I know I've had to do that. And just, so the ability to learn, learning how to learn and how, and specifically how you learn is is, is vital. And, you know, that, that piece of paper on your wall, that fancy piece of paper you paid a lot of money for, like, that's cool, but what does it, what does it mean if you can't, don't have that specialized um, yeah. ability? Oh, we lost Hugh. Yeah, he's uh, in the Milky he's Way. Out in, yeah, out in space. It's fantastic though. I, I'm definitely curious about what's your what's the definition of passion? We've said the word so many times now it's lost all meaning to me. Let's let's restart it. Uh, passion is when you see someone and they make you give feelings and you have no um oh we we oh we we uh, one of my favorite lines. I was once on a cruise ship with my fam and we had we you, you, every night you go and you sit at a table and you have dinner and to our right was this fantastic couple and one of the things that they taught me was I was like so what's a good pickup line if I were in France because this was around the Mediterranean and he's like ah let me tell you my favorite that I'm like oh yes and so it is you go up to a, a, someone and be like bonjour mime la petite chérie chouchou which is hello my pretty little cabbage <laughs> and so cabbage. that's what I learned and then I've never tried it and I'm sure it would work so hopefully someone uh, uses that someday okay I yeah i mean I, <laughs> I i don't see cabbage is sexy sexy vegetable for sure <laughs> but i think the french first. i think the french accent is so sexy i have a i have a huge weakness 
for uh, when uh, Sinmen uh, speaks with the uh, the uh, French accent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I actually want to go along, but I don't even want to try to butcher it. Nailed it, Beautiful. John. John, you nailed it. Don't change a thing. You know, sometimes like if John were in woman form, I would be like, John, please, please save me. <laughs> okay. this, this took a turn <laughs> oh no did that come out you were supposed to we're so let's keep it let's keep it uh after the podcast you can oh, we can sorry. talk we're recording <laughs> oh, my fault. oh dear i feel like something came out there i'm not sure what um uh ed I'm, I'm actually curious why you're learning french and like how long you've been doing it and oh man um, I, I love, well, actually to Hugh's point, um, and, and uh, not just the accent, but I love the language. I was not, um, an astute language learner in school growing up. And I took Spanish, um, like a lot of schools, we, all it was offered was Spanish and French. And I took Spanish because honestly, you know, you, this, it was like, oh, Spanish is more practical. You know, we live in, in, in the US. Um, we live, you know, of course we share a border with, with Mexico and, 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 and you always heard these things, oh, the, the Latino population is gonna be good. You should, you should know Spanish, like it's, it's practical. And no one ever says, which of these languages more is, sounds more interesting to you? Or which, is, which of these languages um, makes you, I don't know, sounds, yeah, sounds cool. No one, no one asked that question because that's like not, I guess not a capitalistic way of thinking about um, learning for the sake of learning, uh, right? So um, I don't know exactly what the moment was, but I thought to myself, I'd, I had an interest in, in it. I had, um, and I went to France a couple of years ago and I, I had uh, picked up a little bit and I, and I, and not, I'm not fantastic at it, but I can kind of form the sounds halfway decently for an American who's never, didn't grow up with that language. Like, you know, I can kind of make the, you know, I can do the R's Ooh. and roll the R's in my throat and I can say, you know, so like, I don't sound like a complete buffoon. Um, and, um, and I, so in other words, it was fun. It was like, I was like, oh, this is like, fun and it's and it's interesting um so and then during so i i uh, use one of the apps not duolingo but a, a different one and then i um did a, did a did a class during covid at one point uh which was Ooh. interesting as well over zoom uh not ideal but it was it was it was great exposure i watched um i don't know if you guys watch uh any french tv shows uh disposant or call my agent um, which is what it's titled on Netflix is fantastic, fantastic. Mm. Um, yeah, so I was just trying to get into it, and um, I'm actually I'm actually planning to go uh, later this month. So yeah, starting starting a new life, one way ticket. Starting a new, yeah, it might be. You know what? I'm, if, I, if you don't hear from me, John, for a while, I might just be lost in some lavender fields. This is amazing. Do you know what city you'd want to go to? uh yeah so i'm um, uh no i'm i'm the plan is the plan is to go so i'm going to flying to marseille oh marseille so, south of france beautiful yeah so you yeah you mentioned the mediterranean so you know what's up and then uh, i'll fly out of nice but i'm and i'll drive around um i'm gonna go to 
So Aix, Aix-en-Provence, and then up to uh, Avignon, which is on the on the Rhone the River there. And then I'm gonna cut to the east and uh, spend some time in the sort of mountainous villages. Uh, and then I haven't haven't figured out the rest of it yet, but I'd also like to see a, a football match if possible. But mainly just to get get away. Eat some I admire I admire that you did not just go straight to Paris. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I've always I mean, wanted to go great, south, but yeah. I mean, especially with COVID, I'm, it's going to be a pretty solo adventure and just just be out away from some people. Amazing. And is there anything you're looking for in those towns, or like why you picked that region specifically, or is it just more remote, or? I'm looking for, I'm not looking for anything specific in the towns. I'm looking for a feeling within myself. I'm looking to feel a sense of serenity, calm, and being in, in that, you can do that in the US, right? But, I, but to be in that environment where the language is different, the culture is different, the history certainly is very different. Um, to do this will be my first flight in all pandemic too, so it's, it's I'm just been getting prepped for it, and um, I'm just looking for yeah a, a major change, change of scenery. I'm um, something I mentioned about with John when we met. Like I have some other projects I'm working on, and I'm hoping to just clear my head in a way that will. Um, hopefully make me not just more prone to inspiration, but to gain some, some, some more perspective on, on my life, my path. Um, yeah, I'm hoping to make some, some changes in the next year or so. So, so I'm, I see this as part of that journey. So I'm not, yeah, I'm not looking to, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, uh, Wanted, um, wanted to give a shout out to italki.com, I-T-A-L-K-I. And you can, you can pay a native speaker to talk with you for an hour and you can do it for like $10. Wow. So, yeah, I, I actually just got off a Korean lesson. So I do that, do that like once a week or so. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Is it, uh, is it a lesson, or they, or you like? They're not trying to teach you. You just, you're just learning. You can. You're you just can, practicing. Excuse me. You can choose professional teachers if you want, but my goal, my goal is just to chit chat for an hour. Like, hopefully, someone friendly. And you know, I just had an idea. Like, what if I record it and then it just becomes a podcast? That's so. This okay. guy. This guy. <laughs> you get one taste. You get one little taste. Of the podcast glory and now suddenly everything's a podcast you have, you could have 33 you subscribers over there going mad with power <laughs> um but, but yeah i uh i really like it i i had i wanted to not lose my my korean and so i i uh just like uh, do, do like a week did i freeze did you freeze uh I think you're back. You're good. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's worth a shot.
That's great. I, Not even talking. doing it. That's fantastic. Ed Thank heard you. it here first. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, so I'm curious about about this journey that you're you're going on in the sense that you wanted to discover, feel serenity and calm while re-centering yourself on uh, getting and deriving inspiration from the travels, as well as continuing on thinking about and maybe changing a few things. Is there anything in, that's, that's top of mind that's, what, what's, what is it that you're just kind of, is there anything, uh, no actual question, just kind of open-ended? Yeah. Um, I, as I mentioned, you know, I've, I've uh, been in New York for better part of a decade, same job. Um, and that's all well and good. Um, but I'm, I think, and I think I've spent a lot of my life trying to do this in some fashion or other. I'm, sounds so cheesy and deep in a way, but like I, I'm trying to kind of, I've been trying to get back to who I think I am, at least in my, in my core, um, mm. which is a more of an explorer, an inventor. Um, I always try to hope I'll never lose a sense of like a childlike sense of wonder. Uh, <laughs> it's funny to say out loud, um, but um, and in in that vein, I um, living in New York, especially, kind of get kind of one way or another, kind of tells you what. Can, can get add some insight anyway into the into uh, the kind of life you want to lead and that's why I know a lot of New Yorkers they'll move out to the country or certainly they'll, they'll get a house uh, upstate which is the thing people do and um, yeah I'm not sure I think by nature my nature is is to be like I said an explorer an inventor or even like um, if I was born in another in another time, like a, like a farmer, even I, I like working with my hands. I like making things. I think that's why a lot of people do sourdough. Uh, a lot of people stopped, but <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but things like that. You know, a lot of us, and I and I believe your careers might be you. You obviously make products and you make things like uh, and web design, and that's all, and that's an important and fantastic thing. But a lot of us don't make things with our hands the way it, we used to, the way we being like the royal we, uh, humans used to. We just we don't make a lot of tangible things anymore. And um, not, of course, not not everyone feels the desire to. But I, I think I it's in my nature. I I do have that yearning to to make things and to create and to and to you know we've lived through some really strange times. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed uh, in, the, in, in, what? in just a lot of, and um, yeah, so we're on this trip, right? We're on this ride. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'd mentioned to John, um, there's a, there's a, a business idea I, I've been thinking about or a, um, um, or multiple and, uh, or, but more, but bigger picture than that, like just what do I want? 
my story to be on planet Earth. Um, it it's at simultaneously and paradoxically everything. It means everything and yet and nothing at the same time. Um, and by that I just mean like me, my um, story. It's every it's you know we're all the the stars of our own movie, but but also like we're also usually the only ones watching it. Um, <laughs> or maybe our moms. So, um, so yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I want to sort of look into the void and, and, and uh, see how I feel on the other side of this experience and, and try to, and try to start living more true to, true to myself in that, in that sense, in, in, in whatever that means in, in, in the, the time I was born and, you know, the time I happen to be alive and, and with the resources and the experiences I have. I'm so lucky. I'm, I'm just super rich with, with friends and, and love and support. And um, that's, which by the way, is something that took time to really, I think we all know that, to really feel that and to understand that is, is it took time for me. I think I have a few years on, on you guys. Um, but I, but I think like, not, not to say that you haven't come to that realization. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a late bloomer, I think. And uh, so, uh, so we'll see, we'll see. I'll keep, I'll, I'll keep you guys updated. Let you I guys know. You're living a second childhood <laughs> and a third and then a fourth. I, I've been joking, but it's not a joke recently that I've been going through second puberty lately because <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I, getting some BO I never had before. I never had BO. Now suddenly it's just popping out of nowhere. It's not that bad. Might be that all natural deodorant. No, sometimes I'm just kidding. Oh, that, maybe that's what it was. No, okay. just not that I'm sure they're, they're good ones, but <laughs> I digress. Uh, nice, nice. That's... Didn't you want to know that about me? I'm glad. I'm glad you... <laughs> we'll gloss over that. <laughs> Second puberty. No, that's fantastic. I'm curious. Are you uh, spiritual or religious? If you're open to that, like, uh, I'm not. I actually, so I was raised Reformed Jewish, um, and I still actually ethnically and culturally identify very strongly as such. It's an important part of my identity. Um, I there was a hot minute when I was young that I wanted to be a rabbi. Ooh. Awesome. I was like into it. Um, not like, I, I, I don't know. It's my own perception. I don't know how it perceived, but I remember, uh, so you fast on Yom Kippur and I, but you technically don't have to do that until you're after 13, after your bar mitzvah. Um, but I remember I did it when I was, when I was seven or eight years old. And it was also because I wanted to be like the grownups probably. Um, and um, I really felt taken with that I, I, again I, you know I'm looking back it was it was a childlike sense of spirituality and a childlike sense of of that religion and I still do like I said um, because Judaism in particular is an ethnicity as well um, as, a, as a faith and um, you know and, and, and so I, I, these days I view it much more through the lens of um, I would have been, you know, I would have been sent to the, the camps had I been born in the wrong, a few years earlier in the wrong, in a different country, right? Like, that's just, 
that's just the reality. So I look through, so, and you know, it's, it's so sadly um, become topical again with, uh, with uh, some of the views that we, that were, that are espoused these days. Because um, you always, we always, how, you, know, how, you ask, how could people do that? And now we're kind of like, oh yeah, I, I guess I can see how people can become like that and, and, do, and commit such crimes. Shockingly. Um, so, so yeah, I'm not spiritual. Yeah, so I'm not, not spiritual anymore. I, I call myself a Jatheist. <laughs> uh, there was, I forgot his name, but a, he, wrote, he wrote a book where, oh, it was called like Living Biblically for a Year. Uh, but I, I really liked his line where he said, I'm Jewish, like the Olive Garden is Italian. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of takes on that. Like, I, I think I said, like, I put, I really, you know, I'm Jewish emphasis on the ish or, you know, something. There's one, if there's one lesson, life lesson teaching, kind of like a memory either that Judaism might've gifted you. Do you have mm -hmm. one off the top of your mind? Well, sure. Um, it's, it's, and this is, uh, I don't know, I, the only reason I'm hesitating, what's, what's coming up for me about this is that apparently I've, I've heard, actually, I heard like my parents rabbi even sort of almost speak against this, which is a whole other thing. Um, um, but it's tikkun olam, uh, to heal the world. And there's it's an interesting, a conversation I've had, I was having just recently with this, this idea of, there's a, there's a lot of misconceptions I guess understandably so around this idea of Jews being the chosen people. Um, and uh, shockingly, like most religious, uh, like most religions, people interpret religious teachings basically just to suit their own needs uh, and desires. Um, and as such, I think a lot of people uh, are offended uh, if they're not Jewish that <laughs> by this idea that Jews are chosen people or that like Jews are like, yeah, we're the chosen ones. And when they actually have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Um, um, and what it means was that the, it's really, it's re it really a more accurate interpretation or translation would be like Jews are the responsible ones. And um, they were not even picked. It was, they, they kind of stepped up um, when others wouldn't to be responsible for for all all creeds um, to, um, and to as almost like as in a caretaker kind of role um, it was it was a stepping up um, so um, that resonates with me or resonated with me and I I like to it's important to me like I, I think um, stepping up, fucking up, stepping up um, with a so social justice-y or altruistic um, bent or, or um, motivation or underpinning is, um, it's not just, not like, oh yeah, like that's good to do. It's like, it's like, no, of, of course, because who, who else is going to do it? Of course you step up. 
Um, that does that does sound uh, reformed, by the way. Yeah, Where it's I'm like sh- oh, I'm this sure. this whole thing with Abraham. Uh, yeah, like it's it's a little different. It's like ooh, it's, I don't know. Uh, I'm not a scholar, but I'll take your word for it. Huh. Very cool. Um, what? What are uh, what are what are some things you're into outside of your upcoming trip, outside of outside of the day job, outside of wearing cool shirts and having having cool waxed hair, oh. and, and nicely trimmed beards. Wow. I could keep wow. going, but oh my gosh, <laughs> this is a uh, you know look if if your goal is just to pander to me, I, I'll take it all, all day long. I'll, uh, <laughs> I like it. So yeah, I've been, I think one of my, uh, the luckiest things that happened to me, <laughs> one of the great things about COVID, um, one of the, was that I was, I, I gained access to some, so uh, you guys may not know this, not having spent a lot of time in New York, but like everything's super fucking hard to do in New York. That's not so hard to do often in other parts of the country like play tennis for example so like everyone has a tennis court in their neighborhood like in new york it's really fucking hard even to even to play on public courts you have to get a pass which is hundreds of dollars then you get to play for an hour and it's like you got to reserve at special time so there's very because there's just limited space right so so i uh after five years i got off a five-year wait list last summer to uh, have access to some private tennis courts um that i can access every day if I want. Oh, wait, and during, incredible. so I, yeah so it it was again for lack of a better term it was a godsend um and uh, uh so that's been a wonderful thing I I really had I played a lot when I was young and uh was basically took a 10-year hiatus and uh now it's nice to get back back in there so do you pay like a monthly fee and then it's your it's an annual yeah, annual dues annual dues basically uh, yeah. yeah and then you can bring whoever <laughs> uh i think i have i think i have six guests per year so oh wow it's pretty strict that's so interesting yeah i i uh, i feel you and I have to I, pay. <laughs> wow i uh I've I've been like looking for a pool where I can swim laps, and it's a little it's a little harder than than just like I feel like I feel like in Los Angeles a lot of gyms just have pools, and it's like even even the even the not great ones, but then in New York it's it's a little different. Oh yeah, I'm I feel for you, man. I really feel for you. Like out. Olympic side, like, because you like to swim laps, you like to. Yeah, like I mean, yeah, like doggy style, maybe not doggy paddle, not doggy style, doggy well, paddle. Uh, fun fact: I played water different? polo. I I did water polo and swam growing up, and then Hugh was a swimmer in college. What? So, D two. So you D1, have those overdeveloped. Do you have those like overdeveloped lats or whatever is going on? The swimmers. The lap slap is real. That's a fun. What one. was your What was your event, Hugh? I think. Uh, what, what were we, John? You were a sprinter too, right? Oh, I was um, fifty-three hundred. I was. I was a primarily water polo person. That sec. 
is wild. Just because I watched during the Olympics. <laughs> I watched the water polo during the. Do you watch it during the Olympics, John? Water polo. Yeah, I wish. Man, I, I wish I could just like click on the event and watch the game, but like, why? Why is that so hard? I had I had a lot of complaints about about that. I didn't Did watch it as a, much as I wanted to. I hope you wrote a letter. Yeah, maybe I should. Strongly worded letter. Yeah. Would, but, would you try to watch it on? Uh, on whatever NBC or whatever it was. Yeah. I don't, don't want to. I don't want to like. I don't want like I didn't. I didn't have the Olympics on, and I don't. I didn't. I watched like some clips on YouTube, but you, I would have. Yeah. Do you subscribe to Peacock? Peacock. What's that? Is that a YouTube channel? I'm guessing it's a. No, no, are, you, are you being serious? You don't Peacock? Peacock is oh. NBC's subscription. Oh no, I don't. I I don't have a TV. Okay. I think well, you you can it's online. So uh, yeah, I'm sure. But um, I think I think they may have given you the ability to watch individual events. Oh. Uh, okay, that's that's good to know. All right. So before you write that letter, just have your facts straight. Yeah, not to to also pitch it. I we we I went to some friend's house and they had YouTube TV. Take it as you will. And I was kind of impressed by how their UI works. Uh, like you can actually pick the event as you're exactly saying, John, and then you can find like highlights. Uh, okay. <laughs> like I missed all the swimming events, and so I <laughs> went to their house. We were watching through. I was like, wait, can we actually? watch the swimming for the four by hundred free relay i missed it and they're like yeah like oh and then we watched it it was actually pretty impressive so it's a uh, what is it though i think it's like 60 a month 70 a month so i mean it's way cheaper than cable but it's still youtube you know, tv yeah youtube tv or something is a new streaming type service for cable stuff i'm not the most up-to-date on these things but it seems very interesting to people who don't want to spend an arm and a leg for cable you know that's like what a few hundred right. a month yeah what, what you guys are telling me is i should just pay for the service but if i wanted if i wanted that feature all right i, got I think it. there's workarounds i do because i watch a lot of um european soccer mm -hmm. and uh so i have sling is like my main tv but then which is i think 30 a month and then uh, peacock is five bucks a month and it gets for the english premier league and then espn plus I think it's seven a month and it gives you Spanish league and uh, now Italian. I also have Paramount plus, which is somewhere in there, but it, it sounds like a lot and it is, but yeah, it's actually, a, I think the value is really high because I, um, for that, for the soccer and then, you know, Star Trek, of course. I, I know nothing about European football, but do you have a, do you have a team and how did you know? Uh, not exactly. I, um, I've, I'm a big fan of the U.S. national team, and I just uh, and I like to follow the careers of those players. So, um, thankfully, see which we, see which day jobs they have. Yeah, exactly. I like to like to peer into their day jobs. Yeah, so I follow the players um, primarily who play in Europe, the American players. So it's like this guy Christian Pulisic plays at Chelsea, or and like down and down you go. We have guys that. Uh, Borussia Dortmund in Germany or RB Leipzig in Germany. So I'd like to so I'll watch, check out those games. We have a guy who plays at Juventus, Weston McKinney, which is a 
big team in Italy. If not. My dad does the same thing for the Korean players, and I only know of one. Yeah, Son, uh, I'm sure, in the, yeah. on Tottenham, he's, right? Yeah, he's pretty good. He like he's amazing. Goals. No, he's incredible. I love him. I love him. He's he's fantastic, amazing, and he's also apparently just a fantastic human being and great smile, yeah. good good sport. Yeah, he's just he's fantastic. Good for him. Some people have, some people get all the luck in the world. Yeah, it's totally luck, isn't it? It's a, or is it passion? It's passion. <laughs> you just, you just if if you feel like you're just not passionate enough, John. You feel like you don't have it. We need we need him to answer the question. What what is passion? Hmm. <laughs> but but about that question, did we ever fit? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, need to go back to that. I know I didn't. I know I didn't technically answer your. What what's my definition of passion? But I feel like I, I feel like the answer. I'm, I'm not really worried. Though I'm I'm actually was more intrigued of, are were you a baritone? Oh look at you! Look at you! Look at you! You. Um, I was uh, I was baritone and uh, I could tell by your voice register. You could tell by my. Mellifluous... I'm a baritone too. <laughs> Go on. What was uh, your acapella in... group's name? Wait. Wait, what, what was yours? <laughs> Mood swing. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Ours was not punny or clever. It's called the Octals. Ooh, very cool. Oh, yeah. So like we have Baritone, Tenor 2. What liberal arts school did you go to? Uh, it's called Dickinson College. Cool. It's, in, it's in central Pennsylvania near Harrisburg. You guys are liberal arts guys, right? Yeah, we were West Coast liberal arts. So, you know, yeah, totally West different. Coast, Best Coast. And then there's you two in New York now. Same. <laughs> every every episode, I have to get a jab into the East Coast, just because of John. <laughs> Sorry, Fair John. enough. No, that's cool. He was in he was in Arizona right now. Yeah, living yeah. living his best life. The best life, you know, those ninety degree days right now. It rained yesterday well, randomly. I was like, oh, it's raining, amazing. <laughs> strangely enough, same here. We it was disgusting, and then we had some rain, and it cooled off a bit. I don't understand what good weather is or rain, but oh well. What is weather? What is snow? (laughs) What is that white thing in the sky? (laughs) And and we ask all of our guests this, but do you have any words of wisdom for our for our one or two listeners? Have you not been listening to everything? (laughs) He's like, have you not been writing this shit down? take notes (laughs) Uh, yeah follow your curiosity um no um any just in general general words of wisdom yeah i mean follow your curiosity is a really good one actually i would say not as opposed to your passion um i think i don't know about words of wisdom but this is just something that's been on my mind lately which is I think I, I've been reflecting a lot on what we want um, out of life uh, in terms of, you know, the people call it the Faustian bargain or the Faustian agreement we've made in terms of um, a lot of the products we use. If, 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 if you're not paying for it, you're the, you're the product, that idea. Um, so you know, you're a lot of social media, um, for example, just 
low hanging fruit there. And um, I'm not sure that's great for, for us um, internally and externally. And, and, and is that the world we want to create? Everything, I think, I think another, another thing I love to think about is like everything is made up, right? National borders, words. Everything is made, humans made it all up, everything. And so we don't, which means we don't have to accept necessarily things as they are. Um, it's hard to make any concrete change, significant change on our own, but um, what, even the idea of the right way to live a life, you know, buy a house in the suburbs, right? That was a message. I received when they're going up. Fuck that. Why? Um, so just the script that we're all, a lot of us are given or were given. Um, there's nothing, nothing, there's anything necessarily wrong with it. I'm not judging the script, but at least question it and ask yourself how much of what I'm doing is because it's like what my parents wanted me to do or what I. You know, I had these deep-seated ideas about what the right way to go through life is or was. And um, just, just think about that. Just think about that because everything's made up and you can, you can go a different path if, if you want. Um, that's all. That's what's been on my mind. Dang, Ed is about to start a new life in France. This I'm going to start a podcast to compete directly with yours <laughs> and crush you. Yay. Steal your 33 subscribers. Steal them. Dude, two of them are us. I'll subscribe. <laughs> Amazing. Maybe a okay. third. Maybe I'm making fake accounts. <laughs> that would be an honor. That would be an honor if you outcompeted us and just stole, stole my mom's attention who doesn't even watch the episodes, but... <laughs> You got her to watch your episodes. That'd, that'd John, be an have honor. you heard about Ed the First? It's such a great <laughs> podcast. He's traveling all around France. He's become a king, I've heard. If I accomplish nothing else in this life, it's to capture John's mo mother's attention. That's Whoa. all I, that's, if I call, if I do nothing else in this life, that's all I, I'll consider it a, a life well lived. It would be a life well lived indeed. <laughs> that's amazing. And the Olympics are amazing. All right. Well, I hate to be the guy, but we have come to the end of another incredible podcast where we had such an awesome guest, Sir Ed, the first Israel of America, France and the globe. Yeah. Tennis player, tennis player aficionado of music and life philosophy or theology. Who would know? Well, I, I, like, I feel like I got to get in on it, <laughs> So anyways, Ed, we hope you have a great time rediscovering and having a good time in France uh, exploring. Uh, Thank you. Merci. Innovating. Rediscovering your youthful creativity and wonder for the world. And this is a, a podcast, though, where on the Moon Tea podcast, where we talk about craft, community, building meaningful careers, like, comment, tell us if you're even listening, because probably, who knows if you are. And then, uh, hey, we'll tune in next week. See ya. Peace. Thank you.